Hello and welcome to the InSquatch podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson. And uh, on December 21st, uh, Simon Rosner shocked uh, many of us in the squash world by announcing his retirement. And uh, as luck would have it, we have him on episode 180 today. And it was a really a fantastic uh, chat with Simon. It's the second uh, appearance he's had on, on the podcast. And uh, unfortunately, he will no longer be playing on the PSA tour, although he hasn't hung up the racket just yet he'll still be competing and he talks a little bit about how that's going to play out going forward uh, Simon had an incredible uh, PSA career reaching number three in the world winning uh, the tournament of champions and getting very very deep into the draws of the big events like the world open the US open all of the big events and he's won uh, I think at least nine uh, PSA titles at the highest level so uh, he had an incredible career and we talk about that career uh, from its humble uh, beginnings all the way up to uh, the end there. And, uh, of course, we, uh, we discuss uh, how the, uh, why he decided to retire. Obviously, he has a young family. Uh, that played into it a little bit uh, with the COVID situation. That also played into it uh, quite a bit. But uh, he lays that out. There was a great interview with uh, Simon on PSA Squash TV. And I uh, pretty much piggybacked off that. The dust had settled a bit. And uh, Simon was really, really uh, forthright and candid on the pod today so i know you're going to really uh, enjoy this conversation uh, but before we get into episode 180 uh, just let me give a shout out to our sponsor active scout episode 179 with uh, rob eberhardt of active scout he laid it all out there uh, take uh, go to visit uh, activescout.com and you can see uh, a whole lot more what what it's all about what the app's all about in terms of uh, growing the game and take a listen to ep uh, 179 about Rob's uh, vision and and uh, pretty much uh, it's a thumbnail of what Active Scout is all about and more. So activescout.com if you want to help grow the game, you want your club to grow the game, management, coaches, players, visit activescout.com, download the app and see how you can get involved. Now, without further ado, this is a really really enjoyable chat. Uh, Simon Rosner in his car <clears throat> uh, on episode 180. Anyway, Simon, how how, how are you? How's your uh, how was your new year with your with your young family, your boy, and uh, he's got to be two now, is he? Oh, he's already two. Yeah, he turned two on the twenty eighth of December. He turned two. So oh, okay, it's not, time, it's amazing. Time it's been flies, a minute. Eh? <laughs> What's that? But yeah, time flies. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, absolutely. It's unbelievable how how quick uh, things move forward, right? Uh, sure. And everybody, everybody kept telling me when I was younger, and they were older. They told me, uh, "Time flies by so much quicker when you're getting a bit older, or when you have family, or you have kids. Everything, like, yeah, just, yeah, everything just goes quicker." And uh, I never really believed it. I was like, "Why, why, why would it, like, be like that? <laughs> Only yeah. because you're older, because you have a family? It's, it's, it's weird." But then, yeah, now I understand what they. What people were talking about basically back in the day. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I've got uh, two daughters now, and uh, I mean, geez, in the blink of an eye, now they're sixteen and twenty. So, jeez, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. crazy. But uh, crazy. what also is crazy, uh, Simon, is uh, I mean, just uh, you, you. I'm sure the people in your your network, your your community, knew uh, you were probably going to retire, but, uh, it caught me a little bit off guard. Uh, yeah, just, uh, uh not really. 
not really not really many people knew it apart from my really? my kind of sponsors my well i had to talk to certain people because i didn't want to i didn't want to talk to everybody about it because i didn't i wanted to talk to all my sponsors my partners all my let's say my club my like everybody who was basically involved in my like career in the last 20 years whatever um and i I was a bit scared of telling too many people so that maybe those people who were important to me to know it like firsthand from me that they yeah don't hear it from di different people you know so that's why I kept it quiet until like I talked to everyone basically to all those people who were yeah very okay. important basically that, for my that's career. a sensible that's a sensible approach I guess yeah uh, I was just gonna yeah. say, I mean you, you had a I mean, it was absolutely an incredible career. I remember when you first sort of came onto the team and you, you gave a great interview there on Squash TV uh, a little while ago. You kind of alluded to a lot of the, you know, the early days. And I remember those days and yep. definitely had, yep. um, you know, you, you, were, you were showing some promise and then boom, you, you, you appeared and you were always a, a fantastic uh, contender to win every, uh, in every event. And there were only a handful of non-Egyptians who were, able to do that and you're one of them uh now that the dust uh, has settled a little bit i'm sure it certainly hasn't completely settled yet but uh since the interview you did with squash tv just wondering uh, how how things uh, are feeling for you now that you've you've retired from the psa you haven't retired from playing from psa exactly well i i just retired from psa basically because i i was kind of a bit um annoyed with the whole situation i didn't quite as i said in psa tv i i didn't quite enjoy uh, traveling that much anymore like going abroad and especially with corona times uh, with all those things that are happening on the side whilst you're on a tournament um, everything was just more complicated you had to do those tests before you 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 left your country you you just lived from one test to the other you didn't live from one squash match to the other you just live from one corona test to the other because you just yeah i mean i'm i'm a uh, dad now so you obviously don't want to be stuck in uh in another country and uh um yeah be, be stuck there for two weeks being in quarantine just because you tested positive even though you might not even be positive because right. obviously there's always some, some some issues with the testings. That's right. Um, well, that's, that's so, what happened. So, uh, I told you about what happened to me on New Year's Eve. The guy that I was with, he, that was a false positive test. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so that's 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 what I mean. So, you don't need necessarily had to be positive to be tested positive, and then, you know, I'm I'm very. Uh, sensitive in, a, in, in my head so everything like when I play a squash match I, everything around me has to be good like mm. relaxed uh, there's no things that can go on I have to be like completely free I have to be very uh, focused and uh, I'm in a way I'm, I'm very yeah sensitive in that way so uh, I just figured that this might be going on for quite a while and it seems like it is <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, exactly. another a few yeah. doors and, and a few doors and a few doors kind of opened and then i just thought to take the chance and not just open the door but also step in it and yeah so that's what i did now and i, I know that it came kind of 
surprising for a lot of people, I think, because <laughs> mm. I'm—I mean, I'm still 33. I'm not like uh, like Nick Matthew, you know. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just he's kidding. Still, I'm just, I'm just saying this because he's on tour, right? <laughs> exactly. No, no, I'm just kidding because he was like. Uh, doing a write-up on, on PSA and uh, he couldn't quite understand why I was retiring that early and uh, so and the same thing was the other way around when I saw him still playing I mean even though he was still bloody good I still it was quite amazing to see him still playing at the age of like like 37 or whatever same as Craig it's it's yeah. very impressive I mean I, I of course don't have that kind of body and Maybe I would say that shape they have, just because mm. of my size, of my weight. But still, I would never be. I, I, I never said I would be able to play longer than 35 because I, I just had the feeling the last, let's say, yeah, maybe one, two years. I did definitely feel my age. I definitely felt that I, and I still train just as hard. I just uh, maybe I train smarter, not just as hard. I just train smart and try to keep my body in a in a, in a good uh, shape. Yeah. So, well, see, that, I mean, that, that's them. interesting, Simon. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I always back when you back in 2018, 2017, when you were really at the top of your game. I mean, that that was part of your game. I mean, you were a physical player. You had a great, uh, great game, great shots, but you were quite physical, and you were able to, you know, stick it through these long matches. Regardless of you, you had three, four, five five game matches in a tournament, you seem to be ready to go for the next one. But I kind of got, you know, just maybe in the last couple of tournaments, it kind of looked like in those, the latter stages of match. And that might not have been the physical side. It might've been the mental side too. Uh, but exactly. it, it exactly. looked like uh, you weren't, you know, you didn't have the same bite, the same grit that you had a couple of years ago. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, uh, I mean, you, you're already saying it, it's, it's all about as well the mental side. So when the mental side isn't quite there, your physical side won't be quite as much there as well. So everything that, that you do, everything has to be in a, in a, in a good place. And, uh, and to be able to, I mean, I, I'd still be able to, to play in a, in, a, in a tournament and still be playing, like getting to the later stages and stuff, but like continuously playing at that level and those strong players around me, um, you, you have to be not only 100%, you have to be 120%. So, and I just had the feeling I couldn't quite give it as much anymore as I used to. And then, um, yeah, obviously, the, the result of that was uh, that I said that I, I, I just want to... I'm, I'm 33 now. Maybe by the time things get back to normal will be when I'm 34, maybe 33 and a half or 34. And then I, I would have had anyways maybe one or two years left. So I just took the decision a little bit forward and uh, I'm actually really happy about the decision. I'm really enjoying it, even though it's very stressful at the moment because I'm obviously not used to the normal kind of working life as well because yeah. I, I do yeah. a few things at the same time at the moment. And, nine nine uh, to five job. Uh, yeah, it's more like uh, kind of an eight to seven job because I'm working because i mean i'm working part-time in the city i grew up um okay. that's where i will be that's, that's where we'll be coaching. Is that right? exactly exactly i'll be coaching uh, a few talented kids there um part-time and the other part-time i'll be trying to work myself into the um club management so 
uh, I'm trying to, my father, he's going to be, or he wants to be the president of the club. And then he wants to make it bigger. He wants to extend the club so that we have the opportunity because we only have three courts at the moment and we have three indoor tennis courts. Okay. And we have got, I think, around 10 outdoor courts, tennis courts. So we want to extend our, our um, facility and make it bigger so that we can put in a glass court. We can put in another two courts, a little gym, um, badminton. So we want to just make it a, a, a bigger uh, facility, really. Right. And that's what might be happening in the next three, four years. So for me, going there now, part-time, from Monday to Wednesday, <laughs> that's where I'm actually on the way now. I'm actually driving back to Würzburg. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, so that's the uh, one part and the other part. Uh, so yeah. in, the, in the, the second half second half of the week, I'll be back home in Paderborn. Okay. Um, I'll be uh, in a, working in a gym because a friend of mine and uh, a sponsor um, for the last few years of mine, he became a good friend and he's now building a gym, like a really state-to-the-art gym, like, a, like an amazing gym, really like oh, wow. includes basically everything you can imagine from. And... Uh, so I'll be part-time there. And then I obviously also train. So yeah. I still want to keep myself, I want to keep myself uh, kind of strong to be able to still compete in league matches, mm. uh, playing uh, for the national team, uh, let's say world teams, uh, European teams, world games, whatever is basically coming up. So, uh, yeah, so it really will keep me busy um, kind of for the next few years. That's for sure. Okay. But which is good because uh, you obviously want to, I mean, it's always good to when you when you do something that you've done for so many years as I did, and you get the uh, how do you say the uh, transverse or the, the the if you can transfer your your working your yeah. life, yeah, and you can and then you keep working right away, and you don't have any like gaps in between because you're able to kind of uh, yeah start through and and do something new and do something you you like as well because i always said i don't want to be a, a, a just pure coach that's not what i want to do i want to be like also like a kind of in a, in, in a management position mm. as well well um, i mean i i think i mean just knowing knowing what you've done with pat uh patter uh, patterhorn right patterborn sorry they call it Pat. Paderborn, Paderborn, <laughs> That's Paderborn. Yeah, uh, but I know, knowing Paderborn that you know your love for Paderborn and, and what you've done to grow uh, your your. I was going to ask you about that later, but that's something that, that's quite uh, special to you, isn't it? Uh, Paderborn. Well, I mean, of course, it's uh, it's uh, it's the city I I went to once I finished my school back home in Würzburg, and. Uh, I mean, everybody who knows squash basically knows Paderborn <laughs> or has yeah. heard of Paderborn because it's it's just run very professionally and uh, the way they they kind of treated me throughout all those years and the, the way they supported us players and me myself, um, everything was just uh, perfect for me really and uh, I'm so thankful to them as well for for all they've done to me. So uh, that's why for me it's so important to still keep keep staying fit in a way to still be able to play a good level of squash for the next few years um, and and yeah and then see how how I go from there and uh, how I I'll, I'll do the job for the next few years that's for sure yeah 
I mean, you could have easily, uh, I mean, the guy at, at your level, and you probably had opportunities to um, to take your talents uh, elsewhere to, to develop your game, but you chose to, to stay uh, to stay there. So uh, I, I think that, you know, that speaks to the importance of, uh, of Paderborn uh, for you throughout the course of your, your career. I mean, I mean I, back, in the day, back in the day when I was, uh, uh, let's say, 15, 16, and, you know, I had the contact to guys like LJ and some guys in England, and everybody kept, no, not LJ, I'm not talking about him personally, but uh, a lot of, like, professional ex-pros told me to move to England or at least to Holland to some, because back in the day, Holland, they had, like, with LJ, Pili, and there were another few bunch of people, like bunch of players there who, who, who were really good. So they all told me, I, I, need to, I need to get out of Germany to be able to, to reach something. So, uh, yeah, I went to Paderborn and uh, I worked very disciplined, obviously, and it, it kind of worked out as well. So you don't necessarily have to go somewhere else. I mean, we, we've built it like a, a, a really good... Um, a group of players now in Paderborn who, who play yeah day in and day out basically so it's really it's a it's it's almost one of the best European clubs mm. you can go to when you when you start through so uh, it wasn't that way when I went to Paderborn we had good players like very good German players but not international players so now we've yeah we've crew the whole thing as well so um, yeah, it's it's quite quite interesting, and uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that w when you want to be a professional, that you have to go somewhere. I mean, of course, it's better maybe, but for me, also important was always that I was feeling comfortable where I was, and from, I'm I'm always like a like a person who, who wants to be at home. Obviously, I don't want to travel that much. I was always yeah. like that. Um, so, like living somewhere else is definitely a different challenge for sure especially as a 16 or 17 year old so for me Paderborn was still Germany it was it still felt like home and um, yeah and and when when you work disciplined and when you work hard I think you can you can reach everything you want really it's just about your self-discipline Oh, definitely. Uh, what I what I really enjoyed uh, a few years back, I think it might have been two years ago. Uh, you you put together you and the the, the other guys that you trained, maybe Nicholas and uh, Raphael. Uh, you guys put together some uh, YouTube videos of your of your training and, and your summer work that you were putting in, and that was sort of really uh, really gave a, a real sort of reflection of of uh, just the, the teamwork and the, the, the community uh, spirit uh, that you guys have uh, had there over, over the years. Exactly, exactly. I mean, if you, need to, you need to feel comfortable with the players you work with. And I think we've, yeah, as I said, we've, we've put a good setting up in Paderborn now so that we all feel very comfortable and, uh, and, and can, yeah, can can play the best we can really and i think that really uh, makes a big difference obviously to to all of us um the, the impact on our squash game really relies also on the on the um good relationship obviously uh, it's it's a very important as well yeah now um, obviously representing germany and this problem i mean you know staying in paderborn and doing what you're doing now rather than taking your talents abroad or anything like that just speaks to your sort of the pride you have uh, for representing Germany and German squash. Uh, 
So you've got plenty of, uh, you're only 33. I mean, and I say that, I mean, you've got still plenty of pretty good squash uh, in you, I'd say, for three, four more years representing Germany and playing league. So uh, just first of all, why, why is uh, representing Germany, and it's probably an easy question to answer, but I'll ask it anyways. Uh, why, is it, why is representing Germany for you such an important uh, thing at this stage in your squash career because you still have a career? I mean, you should be proud of basically playing for your country, right? It's always been like that uh, as a junior or as a senior, a senior. I think, uh, yeah, you kind of feel that pride in yourself to, to play for your country, to, 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 to get good results for your country. Uh, we, we it's in your to, DNA, isn't it, uh, Simon? You, you've, uh, of you've course, been representing Germany since you were a young fellow. Since I'm, since I'm, I think, uh, 12 years old, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, you, you, of course, you, you don't want to um, let them down as well. You, you want to um, do something for the, for the German squash as well. You want to, uh, everything you do, everything you, you achieve can make a difference to the sport in your country as well. So, uh, I think it's, it's very important to, um, to have... The national team uh, as one of my my yeah uh, priorities as well um, uh, next to obviously um, the Bundesliga which I do for Paderborn so it's, I think it's it's a pride it's as you said the DN it's in the DNA it's uh, uh, even though maybe Germans are not as uh, how do you say patriotic <laughs> as <laughs> as other countries but I still but but, um, but but I still think it's it's an important uh, important thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, now uh, you've won eleven, uh, I believe that's right, eleven uh, German national titles. Uh, so that means, yes. and I, I'm doing, you know, it's tough to do the math because I know you've missed one or two, but you would have been in your early twenties, maybe late teens when you when you won your first one. So uh, just like to ask, uh, I mean, there's so many. You won eleven, uh, so. What do you remember, and how special was, obviously it was special, but what do you remember about that very first win when you were probably, even, I think you were going to say 18? 18, yeah. Yeah, I was 18, and, and so uh, the person who got me over to Paderborn, who, who I talked first to, was Stefan Leifels. I don't know if you if that rings a, a bell. Um, it rings a bell, yeah. He was, yeah, he was, so he was the best German player in Germany, and he... Um, kind of, uh, I had a good contact to him. He, he kind of was like a, a little bit like a, how do you say, it, like a mentor to me as well, um, as a, as a as a junior. And then uh, I kind of moved to Paderborn, and I moved actually into his house. So he had a flat in the in the top of his um, uh, parents' house. So I kind of moved into his place. <laughs> so okay. I lived. Yeah. I'd lived in top of his flat, um, and uh, yeah, we, we we trained for like two, two, three years in Paderborn, and that was the first year after two years where I've beaten him, and that was at the German Nationals in uh, Boa, I believe it was around, must have been now, fifteen years ago, right? So yeah. maybe yeah. two thousand and six ish, yeah. Okay. So. Um, so yeah, that was the, the 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 first win over Stefan, and maybe it was how, the how second did that win, feel? Was, how, how did he uh, how did he respond uh, after that one? 
Oh, he took he took it in a good way. I think, uh, of course, he was the best player until then, and you never want to give away your your spot. Uh, it's the same with me. I I don't want to give away my spot as well. Um, that's natural, I think, and it's yeah. important as well as a as a sports person to have that that uh, yeah kind of uh, uh, thing in your head. But um, it felt it felt good for me, and I think he also accepted that he got older. <laughs> I think he must have been around. I think he must have been around my age now, I, I believe. Um, so, yeah, he was in a way kind of getting older, going going towards the late, uh, let's say, last third of his career yeah, yeah. <laughs> or fourth of his career. So I think he, 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 he took it in a good way. I think it was, uh, yeah, it was all good. So, um yeah, it was. I think, uh, I think was, what you're doing now, isn't it? Uh, I mean, what? What? I mean, may, maybe I'm wrong. But your your plan is to continue playing. Of course, you want to win, but also you want to give the younger guys uh, something to to play for. I mean, you you could easy you could easily just say, ah, I've won eleven, I'm done, right? Or you know, I'm not. I don't need this anymore. But, but I think correct me if I'm wrong. What you're doing is also partly uh, to grow the game. To, uh, develop the player uh, well well I so I stopped uh, playing national like championships two years ago because I yeah. said I just want to um, focus more on on the PSA that was like yeah three years ago when I when I said that so I won 11 consecutive turtles and then I stopped and then the last two years roughly won um, yeah. that, that was the reason because I, I just felt like I wanted to concentrate more on on, on, on the PSA on, on my main main goal like reaching the top three which I, I did in the end yes. um, but yeah I think I'll still be very competitive for the next few years that's for sure <laughs> that's yeah. just that's just my my, so you, my you plan on uh, returning to the national uh, you're going to return to the national championships uh... um, you're like the tenth person asking me that <laughs> okay <laughs> um, that's Undecided. Let's put it that way. I, I, yeah. Except, well, let's put it that way. I'm. I'm. I haven't planned to do so, but I wouldn't say never. I. It could be that I have the motivation to to go back and play national championships. But on the other hand, to start off now, I felt like the league and the national team would be enough because I still have a lot of things going on on the side as well. So I can't do everything, but yeah, I wouldn't say never. Maybe one day I'll, I'll decide to play again uh, for national TF, the, the national championships. But um, I, I, well, yeah, I'm I said, sure I'd be all, very all the German squash community would, would love for that to happen. It would just, it would be amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, you got to do what you got to oh, yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, as you said, I think people will want to see me just like, Hansi Reens retired, I think, and then he came back ten years later and he played the Nationals. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm still going to play Nationals in ten years, but uh, yeah. So we'll we'll see how things go. I just want to take it uh, step by step now. I don't want to look too far ahead now. I first want to like build up my kind of after PSA life now and uh, or post PSA career, yeah. um, and and see how how that goes, and then yeah. Let's let's uh, uh, take it step by step, and then yep. see how how things turn out in the end. Perfect. Yes. Now, if you don't mind, Simon, I, I do have a few. I mean, you you went into really good detail on your PSA career on Squash TV. I won't sort of revisit too many 
of those things. But, uh, I mean, you did have an incredible career. And I, I really, uh, I think the squash community really, you're going to be missed. Uh, your career was amazing. You, you, you were one of, like I said, uh, just a handful of guys who were able to compete for the, you know, in, to win any tournament with the, with the Egyptian talent. But 2018 was a particularly uh, special year for you. I mean, you, you got to the final of the U S open and then you were first German to win a major PSA title, winning the, the iconic. And it's uh, like you, it's my favorite tournament as well. Uh, the tournament, the champions. Yeah. Uh, so what, uh, just to, to speak to the year of 2018, what was it about uh, 2018, that, that about your game and, and where you were uh, as a player at that time that, that enabled you to, to play at that level? <laughs> well, that's, that's, the, that's a $1 million question, really. Um, mm. uh, it, it's, always, it's always interesting how, how you can feel... Uh, unbelievable the one day and you can feel horrible the next day so i don't know what was it about 2018 but there was a lot of things going on privately as well obviously my wife got pregnant uh, i got married to my wife uh, and as i said in the beginning i'm i'm a heads person i'm very sensitive in that way so uh, if everything around me goes well and i feel, I'm, I'm happy i'm i'm chilled i'm core on court I, I i i don't have i don't put too much pressure on myself i think that's those are the times when I play the best. And, and 2018 was just, everything was just perfect. Like in my private life, in, on, 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 in my career wise, um, my head was free. I was, I was happy with everything. I was, I was just chilled, you know, and, and those, are, I think those are the things that, that make the difference in the end. And, uh, but exactly what it was, why I was playing that well, I cannot tell you that. And if I would be able to tell you that, and if I could have done it because I knew what I did right in 2018, I might still be playing because I, I was playing so well that I was enjoying right. it so much, you know, so, so, um, I mean, yeah, you had some, I mean, in the U S open, the TRC, you had some huge wins over the best players in the world. Uh, I mean, you were one of the, the best players in the world at the time. So obviously, uh, yeah. your game was at, at a level where, you know, you, you were right there for competing for number one in the world. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't get the last uh, sentence. I was just sorry. saying you were you were playing at such a level where you you were competing for for that top spot in the world rankings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, f things must have just been going on very, <laughs> going on very well for me. There, it's I can, uh, as I said, I cannot explain why, why it was uh, in detail, but. Uh, yeah, something. I, think, I mean, I think you probably hit the nail on the head. I mean, you're, you're you know, no pun intended, but uh, you were in a good headspace right there. You, uh, uh, exactly. you, know, you were playing well. Yeah. I, I remember my own little squash career that I had. I had my best year was when I just got married, had my first child, and I won a bunch of you know, exactly. tournaments in my thing. And uh, it, it just seemed a, sort of a reflection of what happened to you there. Probably, probably that's the, I mean, probably that's the reason. Um, even though in early, early uh, 2018, I didn't even know I was going to be a daddy. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still, but still, but still, but still, I mean, I got, I got married, and uh, I, I got to the finals of Qatar. I got to the finals of the U.S. Open, I think yeah. it was. Um, you got to the semifinals so, yeah. of the, the World Championships two years in a row too. I think it was right around uh, that. 
exactly. Yeah, it was Chicago, and then yeah. So yeah, things just have been been great, and 2018 will certainly be a year uh, that I will never forget. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, now you you did talk about uh, winning the tournament, the champions, and uh, the backstory being uh, that your father attended the event with you when you were going through qualifying rounds, and and you know yep. uh, losing those matches, but your dad telling someone that I think it was John Nemec telling him that he's going to yep. win it one day, I think, and then you uh, came back and, and you did win it. Uh, so, uh, I mean, not to revisit that whole little story again, though, but uh, uh, how did that? that tournament play out for you? I mean, it, 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 you know, looking at the draw, I looked at it today and, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, easy sailing through, through the, from round one through to the final. You, you had some battles all the way through, didn't you? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I, I played against Daryl first round, which was almost he, one of my boogeyman. You can like, beat anybody. <laughs> oh, I was, I think, I think, I think when I played him in New York first round, I had a record of maybe two to eight. So I, so oh, he, really? he, beat, he beat me. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I just recently caught up on his record. Okay. <laughs> we just, we just joked about it a few weeks ago on, on social media when, uh, when he taught me that he was eight love up by whatever, three years ago. And then I, I caught up to him to eight all, but then it, 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 it came out that it was actually eight, seven for him. So he took the piss a little bit. Yeah, of course I would do the same. And um, so, so yeah, I, it was a tough draw, as you said. I had Daryl, who I hardly beat before, um, and then um, with Marwan in the second round, who I think I was match balled down even yeah. at some stage, I think. Um, and then uh, I think I played Nikki in the third round, and then yeah. Craig against yeah Craig. I mean, a great <laughs> match there. I think. I mean, I mean, Craig, uh, my record against Craig was probably in my career one to 100 million. At least it, that's how it felt. That's at least how, that's at least how it felt like all over the years. I think I never, and yeah. I, I think I didn't have any worse record against any player on the tour. So Maybe Mohammed was, was one of that, Like when you, when you, uh, when you had that semifinal against Craig heading into that match, uh, what were you feeling? And Nothing. I was Nothing. just, I was just, I was just completely relaxed. I, I knew I flossed um, one million times against him before, so I just nothing had Oli Petke with me. Our, uh, nothing to lose, and I had Oli Petke with me, our national coach, and uh, nowadays a good friend of mine as well. So, and we worked on a tactic, and uh, it kind of, kind of uh, worked out in the end. And uh, uh, I don't know what it was on the day, but. Yeah, everything just went in a good way, even though I think I was one left down. And then I, I, I turned it around and won 3-1. And I, it was just, it was just, I can't tell you what I was thinking at that time. It was just pure relaxed. Um, I was just very relaxed and very easy. And I didn't didn't really panic too not much, even too though much, I was right? down. Not, not, not thinking too much, exactly. And I think that's the, that's the big, big thing as well. You, you have yeah. to be... You have to be relaxed. You have to be in a state of mind where you don't think about too many things. You have to be, yeah, everything has to be just, as I said from the beginning, uh, when you have a free hat, you're able to play at your best, I think. And, and that's what I had in New York. And that's why everything came together on, the, on that one week, on that special week. 
um, and especially in that week, which is my favorite tournament, and which yeah, yeah. I, I I was I was coming for the last 15 years or so. So yeah, it was. Uh, what an iconic just, venue uh, too. I mean, Grand Central Station. I mean, you can't ask. Uh, I mean, you've got the pyramid, but uh, then you've got Grand Central. I mean, that's just uh, special there. Oh, Grand Central, especially for me as a kid, always. If you would have asked me as a seven or eight year old boy where I would like to go one day, it would have been 100% New York. I would have I would have told you. Yeah. I I mean it was always like a, like a place I wanted to be just because I, I I loved to see those like huge buildings and I saw pictures of it and I I know my mother and my my grandmother my granddad they were um, visiting New York a few times they took pictures home you know like. They actually, like those printed out pictures, you know, what we did like 20 years yeah, ago yeah. or 25 <laughs> years ago. With the white border kids around. Yeah. Don't, exactly. Kids nowadays don't even know it anymore. But no. yeah, I, I just, I just, I just love the uh, the city. And, and so, like, yeah, as you said, winning it in, in that iconic venue as well um, was just uh, very, very special. That's awesome. Now, uh, just, uh, just a couple things before you go. Um, now you you did mention too uh, uh, that you were injury free through pretty much throughout your whole career, and uh, I think only I mean at, at the top, at the highest level, I can only think of one or two others who might have been injury free. One of them, uh, Nicole David, uh, who never had an injury yeah. throughout her whole career, but uh, you know she you know she's obviously uh, a little little smaller than you, maybe body's a little bit easier to. Uh, uh, but she, I mean, obviously played many, 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 many matches. Uh, but uh, you the same. Uh, how did you manage that, uh, Simon? Uh, absolutely no idea. I think I, I, I think I, I think it's a lot of genetics as well. Yeah, but I think I maybe trained in the right way, instinctly. How do you say it? Instinctly, when you, when you're like, when you, when you like, kind of work. Um, even not knowing if you do it right, you do it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, how, how do you call? How, how do you say it in English? Instinctively or instinctively? instinctively or yes, yes. Instinctively, you, you exactly. train in the right way. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's maybe the the, the one thing. And then genetics, as you said. Um, I think yeah. Every, I, I never had an injury in my career. I I think the worst I had was a was a little nickel in my hamstring maybe once, which I had to cure for maybe three days <laughs> so okay, yeah. that was that was that was that was literally everything i had in my whole career which is quite i think quite impressive for uh a guy like me and my size and my yeah. weight um yeah, yeah. and all, and all I, I mean you, I you guys were i mean the, the german tree chopper you, you guys were doing some heavy lifting up there in the out, out there in paderborn i mean uh, some some sprints a lot lots you mean, of sprints up and down the the hills and Oh yeah, we, we trained we trained uh, pretty hard. That's for sure. You did a lot of you did a lot of work in the pool too. So that that could have been uh, you know that 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 could be a recipe for uh, injury free squash. Hey, maybe maybe I think it's a it's a mixture of everything really. You have to you have to work very um, now the English word misses again. Uh, you can't just work into one direction. You have to like you know you you have to have a training in a way that, dynamic approach that you cover. Yeah, you have to cover all the aspects really of your game and yeah. of your of your physical ability. You can't just work and being on the on the bench and and like whatever yeah. um, p 
powerlifting or whatever. You have to you have to be very flexible. You have to, especially as squash is such a such a tough sport and such a um, all around sport. Really, you you need to cover all your um, exercises, no matter what it is. So that's why I, I trained in a pool. I trained on the hills. I trained. Uh, in the stadium where I did normal sprints. I did on the, on the stairs. I did stuff yeah. uh, in the gym as well. I, so you have to, you have to work in different places. You have to work on all different assets of your, of a multi, multi faceted approach. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. What, what I, what I talked about now the last 10 minutes, you just did it in one in, in, in one word, really. <laughs> yes, but, yes, but you're more believable than I am, so. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Tom, you've been great with your time. I just uh, just a couple of things now. Uh, now, you did, I've got one more thing about your, your pro career, but I did want to ask you before I forget, uh, you know, you, you did mention why you decided to retire, and you also uh, gave some some uh, props to the PSA for, and I totally agree. The three events that they ran during the COVID couldn't have been better. I mean, uh, they did a great job in terms of, you know, the protocols that they had to obviously they had to follow in Qatar and, and in Egypt. But uh, would there, you know, you know, given given you know how things played out for you, you weren't really quite that comfortable. Is there any? Uh, would there be any way, anything that you would recommend that they try to implement under the circumstances that could have improved your your experience and maybe improved the experience for other players? No, unfortunately not. I think the PSA did, as I said, an unbelievable job um, okay. in putting and hosting those those events. Uh, other other sports weren't able to do it and we did it so um i think uh it's a huge compliment to to the psa and um the fact that i didn't enjoy it as much was just me it wasn't about psa doing something wrong they had to follow those protocols because mm -hmm. if they wouldn't have followed those protocols we wouldn't have been able to play so yeah. we should rather we, yeah we rather um have events <laughs> obviously yeah. even under those circumstances circumstances stances, but uh, um, definitely better than having nothing and then obviously yeah. the downside is that you have to follow those protocols and you have to um, yeah follow those rules of the country where you're based in and uh, or where you're playing the tournament so yeah I can't I can't really say anything that they could have done much better there yeah, and also we I mean we have to remember the fact you know the professional squash association doesn't have the deep uh, pockets like the uh, you know the, the football or other other high profile sports so uh, you know to be able yeah, to exactly. pull off those events uh, it takes I mean, to do that testing and all of the testing that they have to do and you know putting people up in separate rooms and, and things like that it's got to be an enormous exactly. Unbelievable! It's like uh, the, the the amount of money they had they had to spend in order to get those tournaments running was unbelievable high. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that we had to be all in a single room, as you just mentioned, uh, yeah. is one one thing. It's just one thing, which is quite a lot. It's a double of amount amount of, of money you have to pay only for the rooms, yeah. and and alone that is just uh, incredibly high. The 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 costs and then the testing going on. For example, in Egypt, I think, I don't know how much they paid for the testings, but uh, it must have been around 50 to 100 euros each time we got tested. 
and then we were like let's say how many players like including all the staff people and everyone must have been like 100 150 people and then some people got tested twice some people got tested once some people got tested even three four times in the tournament if you got to the final so just just the cost you had to calculate for for hosting those tournaments was incredibly high yeah oh, definitely yeah so yeah they did a great job and the the last i mean the all of those tournaments the the, the squash was fantastic i mean that that last one uh, ferris Tasuki, i mean you've played them before and probably saw the talent but i you know it's, it's been a long time since since i've seen squash at that level he was so good Oh yeah, I mean it's it's also good to have different people winning, even though it's Egyptians. <laughs> We have a lot of Egyptians winning <laughs> those tournaments, um, but but it's good to have uh, people like other people winning it as well, just to keep keep the interest high of the sport. A little bit of a sort of an intrigue there with, with how how he sort of went out in the in Qatar, and he came back, and uh, you know I think he wanted to prove a point that you know he learned from this mistake there. Oh, I think I think I think he did a really good job in that because I think many people were wondering what was wrong with him in, in Qatar after, yeah, as you said, those last two or three games he had against Paul. Um, <laughs> it was it was two two games, right? It was two games. Yeah, I think it was he, a close first game, like twelve ten, I think, and then two bagels. Yes, and then two bagels. That's that's. I'm, I don't know how you can actually get bagel twice in a row. I think it's it's normally impossible. Even though yeah. if you don't try, you still kind of get a point somehow. Do you think I, I mean, could against you, Simon? Could I? Could uh, I get the <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you you. I mean, it's you know how difficult it is to bagel someone twice, even though even yeah. if he's like a club player, to yeah. bagel him twice well, is not all, that all easy. All he needs is one framed framed shot into neck. Yeah, exactly. And then he he, he bageled him twice, like a, a top 10 player, like a top 12 player, whatever. I mean, like that's that's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know what exactly happened or what what went through his mind there. But yeah, yeah as you said, he he went he he went to to uh, to Cairo and and proved uh, everybody kind of wrong, really, because everybody was wondering yeah. what was wrong with him in Qatar after, after even though he got to the set. I mean, he got to the semis. It's not. It's not a, yeah. or like, what was it? Semis, right? Semis against Paul. Yeah, uh, it was Paul. to the semis. He so, got. Yeah. so I mean, it's it's a good result, anyways. But like losing to someone twice in a row in bagel, it's uh, yeah something you would not want to have as a as an athlete, no matter who you play, no matter when you play against him. It's uh, it's almost impossible. So yeah, I think he he did a pretty good job in coming back and yeah showing everyone that he is capable of. Of getting it has his head right at, at, at the right time and uh, yeah, winning it is uh, incredible for him. It's uh, it's an unbelievable feeling. I I unfortunately just witnessed this witnessed that feeling once in my career at least at that level. Um, I won I think nine nine PSA events, but uh, like winning winning a, a PSA event in the biggest or highest category is uh, something very special. But then yeah, I, I just hope that uh, I hope that we. We have other nations like Paul, Diego, coming, uh, even yeah. getting even further now, more continuously to the to the very like late stages finals, just to keep the interest up for 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 everyone in the sport. Because 
I think it might not be the, the very best thing if you just have Egyptians in the end in, in, in the PSA ranking. And I think everybody would agree with me, even apart from the Egyptians, obviously. But <laughs> I think everybody else would agree that I think it's 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 good for the sport to have different nations uh, uh, getting to the very top. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, if you look at the random, obviously, uh, you mentioned uh, Mustafa Saul, uh, you know, being, you know, obviously maybe the heir apparent to the, the top players right now. He's playing really well. Um, but I mean, there are some pockets of players coming from different parts of the world, as you mentioned. Uh, France has got quite a good group of young players. I mean, Europe, Europe seems to be yeah. doing fine. England, even uh, some yeah. good young players coming up uh, in, in Asia as well, uh, as usual. So uh, maybe, maybe, you know, the next few years will be intriguing. And then obviously, you know, Germany, you, you, you've got some young talent there, as you mentioned uh, as well. So hopefully... Yep. Uh, that's our, that's our yes, yes, absolutely. Now, before before I let you go, Sam, you've been fantastic with your time. I just want... I, I know this is a difficult question to answer, but, uh, you know, you've probably had several rivals in your career, uh, which... Maybe Nemesis might be uh, the name, but when you look back and you think of the guys that you you've played over the years, uh, was it the Sherbaggies or was it Galche? Who was it that you considered maybe uh, the, the guy that you you call your maybe biggest rival or one of your biggest rivals as you uh, throughout your career? The big Selby. Are you talking about? <laughs> You're talking about, <laughs> he would love me telling his name now, if I'd say his name now. But uh, you, you're talking about a boogeyman or you're talking about the biggest rival? I'd say rival. I mean, the, the, yeah, I'd say rival. Some, some you, know, you, always, you had success against or always had, uh, you might have lost to a few times. But uh, like a rival, some, someone that was really competitive and you never really knew uh, who was coming from the day. I think uh, if you're talking about rivals, I would probably even put Tarek quite far up because Tarek is a guy I played since I'm probably 11 or 12 years old. We we played yeah. back in the day in the Dutch Junior Opens in the under under I think it was under under 15 under 13s back in the day. Um, so and that uh, we always had tough battles no matter what. We we I think it was just a few matches that we we played a three love or three one. I think most matches possibly went to three two. So I, I would I would personally say Tarek is one of those guys yeah. that also that makes sense. Takes someone someone back. that you grew up playing against from a young age. Obviously. Yeah. Exactly. And, and 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 it was always no matter in juniors or later in the later stages now of our careers, uh, it was always tough. No matter you, what you played uh, him in the final, right? Exactly. I played him in TLC yeah. final. I played him in the Edmonton Open final, um, maybe five years ago, um, which I won. <laughs> no, wait, just just. Uh, wait, which one? Edmonton <laughs> Open, did you say? Yeah, Edmonton Open. I think he was two love up, and I won three two in the end. Yeah, but then I lost three. I lost to him three two in Sweden, for example, which was like an unbelievable match. I think I, I we yeah. played twice in Sweden. I think I, I won one three two, and I think he won one three two. I don't know. I, I would like to this, see the stats of Tarek and myself since we're like juniors. That would be very interesting to see because yeah. we've had so many three two battles um, in our like even younger age in our uh, yeah 
Uh, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, and he's going uh, through uh, through a life changing uh, new chapter in his life, much like you did a couple of years ago. So. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, so I'm so happy for them. I mean, he's been uh, married for several years, but uh, now he has a baby, baby boy. I, 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 I know, I know, I know. Radim, Ranim, since she's probably also like 12, 13. So I know Tarek and Ranim, and then seeing them become parents is. Mary, it's 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 amazing. It's really, I'm really happy for them, and I, I wish them the very best. And um, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see also Tarek how he's going to cope with the whole situation. Yeah, well, uh, he's playing. Running, I mean, uh, he's been playing some really good squash uh, of late, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, very consistent as well. I think that yeah. that was the biggest issue with Tarek uh, um, when he was younger and also in the beginning of his pro career that he wasn't that consistent that he had like unbelievable matches and then he can also like have yeah quite bad losses in comparison um so now he he managed to to get those better patches or those those uh, matches that he yeah he he used to maybe lose um pretty quickly and now he kind of yeah he's he's just more consistent now and more it's a lot more um, consistent i mean he yeah. doesn't give away he rarely gives away points, you know, in a row. No, and that's and that was and that was something. If you would have said that five years ago, I would have kind of smiled a little bit because he wasn't always like this. Now he is like this, and that's I think I always said when Tarek yeah puts those yeah easy easy errors away, um, and and be a little bit more consistent. I think he's almost yeah impossible to beat almost i would say so mm. and that's why he got to the he got world champion he, he won yeah. tournaments i think that's uh, uh, that's just a proof of uh, of him and his uh, yeah his his abilities really well that's a great yeah you guys had obviously a fantastic rivalry for many years uh simon and uh just want to say uh really appreciate you coming on today i know you're busy and uh, uh you know you had a fantastic career you were fun to watch great to watch every every time i got a chance to see you play i did and uh, i think i speak for everybody thank you gary best to you uh, going forward to you and your your young family Thank you so much. Thanks, Gary. It was good talking to you. I hope, uh, yeah, I wish you all the best and uh, maybe we'll see or hear us in the future. I hope so. Well, Simon's definitely going to be missed. Uh, what a great player he was on tour. He was always a guy who uh, you knew was a contender to win in any given tournament. Uh, he will definitely missed and uh, be missed. And I just want to say thanks to him again for appearing on the podcast and for a really great chat and wishing him all the best uh, going forward. Um, now, coming up on the podcast in the com- in the coming days, we've got several and many of which uh, have to do with uh, growing the game as well. Uh, that seems to be a common theme uh, these days and rightfully so uh, so stay tuned uh, for those that are upcoming we've got several in the next few weeks and also uh, another triumphant return to the podcast for Rob Dinnerman uh, he has a new book out and uh, he'll be coming on uh, soon to uh, lay that out amongst other things I'm sure that'll be exciting I always enjoy uh, catching up with uh, with Rob Dinnerman so uh, stay tuned for that one as well uh, everybody thanks so much for listening give us a shout out on Twitter on Instagram Facebook uh, give us a like give us a tweet uh, share the pod with your squash community at your club with your I guess in your bubble 
now or you know you're probably not even many of us aren't uh, at the clubs um, supposed to be playing tomorrow but also uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it but I do have the luxury of being able to play these days um, so hopefully I do get out and looking forward to that so take care and we'll be talking to you soon goodbye now <laughs>